You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Thursday, April 6th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with assistant news director Lee Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you, dear listener, the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, the Larimer County Sheriff's Office is asking for the community's help in locating a missing and endangered adult. This and more with me in local news. And after campaign controversy and a tense three-day voting window, the election race for president and vice president of the Associated Students of CSU has come to a close. Learn more in Campus News with Lee Zempel. If you're looking for something to do with your little ones this Easter weekend, I have just the event for you. Learn more with me in music events and entertainment news. And Indiana and Idaho are now the latest states to have signed bills banning gender-affirming care for minors, meaning that restriction of transgender health care is now signed into law in at least 13 states. This and more in national news with Lee Zimpel. And with that, let's move right into campus news with Zimpel. I'm Lee Zimpel reporting your campus news. After campaign controversy and a tense three-day voting window, the election race for president and vice president of the Associated Students of CSU has come to a close with results announced on Wednesday. Nick DeSalvo and Alex Silverhart have been named this year's ASCSU president and vice president earning just over 300 votes more than the runner-up campaign, Mia Ritter and Sammy Trout. Other ASCSU election results were also announced Wednesday. Ava Ayala was elected the new Speaker of the Senate, and seven students were elected as senators to represent the CSU colleges. Results were announced by ASCSU elections manager Grace Newman, who recognized the high turnout of votes in the election that highlighted the lack of student engagement with ASCSU. During the announcement, Newman said, quote, I want to take a second and congratulate the candidates for their hard work, my elections committee for their hard work, and ASCSU for letting students use their voice. About 14.5% of the student body turned out to vote this year, which is a significant jump from last year's turnout at around 6%. The election this year was tense, especially near the end as controversy gripped the DeSalvo-Silverheart campaign. Outgoing President Rob Long filed a complaint on behalf of DeSalvo and Silverheart to ASCSU's Elections Committee, alleging that competing candidates Ritter and Trout were responsible for multiple Instagram posts that made accusations of harmful behavior against DeSalvo and Silverheart, as well as other candidates. The claims have not been backed up with direct evidence, and the posts were made by a supporter of the Ritter-Trout campaign. The Ritter-Trout campaign wasn't found guilty of defamation, but they were found guilty of violating a part of the elections code that says campaigns are liable for the actions of their supporters on the candidate's behalf and must take appropriate action to prevent code violations by supporters. Shortly before the election race began, the Collegian received a set of anonymous letters from inside sources in ASCSU saying that the Senate is a hostile environment that was misusing student funds. After all the controversy that's been floating around ASCSU, DeSalvo and Silverheart now aim to restore trust and improve transparency with student government. You can learn more about the newly elected president and vice president's plans for the Senate and CSU students and find more in-depth election coverage on the Collegian website. All information for this update comes from the Collegian. My name is Lee Zimpel, and that's all for Campus News. Up next, the Larimer County Sheriff's Office is asking for the community's help locating a missing or endangered adult. This and more in local news with Portia Cook. In local news, the Larimer County Sheriff's Office is asking for the community's help in locating a missing and endangered adult. 
On April 5th, Grant Steffen, who is 93 years old, did not return to his birth at home after a planned outing to the Loveland Library. Steffen left the Loveland Library around 1.10 p.m. driving a 2007 light blue Toyota Matrix sedan license plate 902P as in Papa, E as in Echo, U as in Uniform. His vehicle was last seen on Berthet Parkway slash County Road 14 at about 1.27 p.m. Stephen did not have a cell phone with him, and when unable to locate Stephen, his family reported his absence to the Larimer County Sheriff's Office when he did not return home as planned. Stephen was wearing a blue L.L. Bean jacket, dark green wool shirt, jeans, and brown shoes. He is a white male who is 5 feet 10 inches tall and approximately 165 pounds with gray hair and brown eyes. Stephen does have some memory and cognitive impairment and does require medication. A senior alert has been issued through the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, and anyone with information about his whereabouts is asked to contact the Larimer County Sheriff's Office investigator, Daniel Zimpel at 970-493-5177. Photos of Stefan can be found online at larimer.gov spotlights. In other local news, the city of Fort Collins is seeking volunteers to serve on boards and commissions. Applications are now open for Fort Collins residents interested in serving in one of the city's boards and commissions. The Northern Colorado Regional Airport Commission is also seeking applicants for a jointly appointed member. All applications are due by 5 o'clock p.m. on Friday, April 28th. City board and commissions members perform a wide range of functions from advertising staff and city council to making quasi-judicial decisions on a variety of topics related to housing, the environment, transportation, planning and development, utilities, cultural and recreational services, and more. Terms range in length from one to four years, and applicants must reside within the Fort Collins Growth Management Area during the entirety of their service. Interested applicants can apply for up to three city boards or commissions, although a separate application must be submitted for each. If selected, applicants will only be appointed to serve on one board or commission. Additional information about each board and commission and how to apply is available online at fcgov.com boards. Now, as far as the Northern Colorado Regional Airport Commission, the Northern Colorado Regional Airport is also accepting applications for a jointly appointed member. Members will serve four-year terms and must also reside within the growth management area of either the city of Fort Collins or the city of Loveland, or must own or lease property or operate a business within the airport area. Additional information about this commission position and how to apply can be found at fcgov.com slash council slash subcommittees. And that is all for your local news. Up next, from a passport processing event to Easter egg hunts, I have all the details you need to know for upcoming local events and music events and entertainment news with me after the break. Time for a RAM fact. Did you know that CSU offers students 18 different learning communities designed to help with retention? One is the Key Communities Program, which focuses on first-year student success. The Colorado Department of Higher Education named the program one of the top initiatives in the state that is making a difference in helping students graduate. That's the CSU effect. This message is brought to you by the Colorado State University Department of External Affairs.
I am back with your music events and entertainment news. Easter is right around the corner, and if you're looking to do something with your child, your little brother, your little sister, or maybe a niece or nephew, the Fort Collins Foothill Mall has an event just for you. On Saturday, April 9th, you can join family, friends, and community members on the East Lawn for an Easter egg hunt from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. All ages through fifth grade are welcome, and an under three years of age egg hunt will also be provided. After the egg hunt, you can stick around for games on the lawn, face painting, balloon art, and more. Luckily, it looks like it will be a very nice weekend full of sunshine, which is a perfect weekend to hunt some eggs. You can stay tuned to hear more about what this weekend's weather will look like during KCSU's weather report with me later on in the broadcast. In other events news, summer is right around the corner and it may be time to bust out your passport. Well, if you don't have one, that is okay because the Larimer County Clerk and Record Department is holding a one-stop shop for passport processing right here in Fort Collins this coming Saturday, April 8th from 8 o'clock a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Any citizen, meaning from Larimer County or not, who needs to obtain a new passport can come in during the special event and have their photo taken, as well as a passport initiated all in one trip. And there is no appointment required, which is a nice thing about this event. This event will be located on the first floor at 200 West Oak Street in Fort Collins in the Clerk and Records Department. Parents obtaining passports for their children must both be present with the child. Two separate payments will also be required, one by check or money order. You can go to larimer.gov US passports for all of the details. According to Larimer County, once the passport process has been completed, it is sent to the U.S. Department of State where the passport will then be issued at a later date. And as a reminder, Fool's Fest was rescheduled, but it is kicking off again tomorrow, Friday, April 7th, from 12 o'clock p.m. to 5 o'clock p.m. Fool's Fest is KCSU's on-campus music festival featuring punk and indie bands from around Northern Colorado and Denver. This year's Fool's Fest features Dead Boyfriends, Swag, which is Sewers, Waste, and Girls, Rose Bay, Sour Magic, and Scuffed. And supporting performers include CSU's competitive acapella group Main Street Acapella and local hyperpop DJ Forrest Nelson. We hope to see everyone out there. And that is all for your music events and entertainment news. Up next, Indiana and Idaho are now the latest states to have signed bills banning gender-affirming care for minors, meaning that the restriction on transgender health care is now signed into law in at least 13 states. This and more in National News with Lisa Pell. Hey, this is Jane Doe. Be sure to tune in on Thursdays from 9 to 11 a.m. for my show, Pushing Daisies, only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
In national news, Indiana and Idaho are now the latest states to have signed bills banning gender-affirming care for minors, meaning that the restriction of transgender health care is now signed into law in at least 13 states. On Tuesday, Idaho Governor Brad Little signed a bill that criminalizes gender-affirming care for minors, making it a felony for doctors to provide it to them. On Wednesday, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb signed a bill that bans access to medication and surgery that aid in transition for transgender youth and mandates that minors who take medication now stop by the end of the year. These bills are part of a larger effort to curb LGBT rights this year, as Republican-led legislators in over a dozen other states are considering similar bills that prohibit transgender minors from accessing care, such as puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and transition surgeries, even with the parents' consent and advice of doctors. In a statement about the Indiana bill, Holcomb said that permanent gender-changing surgeries and other medical treatments for transitioning should happen in adulthood and not as a minor. Quickly after Holcomb signed the bill, the American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana filed a lawsuit on behalf of four transgender youth and an Indiana doctor who provides gender-affirming care. The opponents of this kind of legislation argue that gender-affirming care is vital and can save transgender kids' lives, and medical experts say that most procedures are reversible and safe. Gender-affirming care has been available to transgender youth in the United States for over a decade and are endorsed by major medical associations. At an Indiana House public health hearing last month, 16-year-old Jessica Wainer said, quote, When I started hormone therapy, it made me feel so much better about myself. There are also other proposals across multiple states that target other areas of transgender individuals' lives, in sports, workplaces, and schools. 19 states have put into place laws restricting transgender athletes. On Wednesday, the Arkansas Senate proposed a bill that would prohibit teachers from using a student's preferred pronouns or name without parental approval. Some states with Democratic-led legislators are trying to ensure gender-affirming care through bills that would protect health providers from prosecution. A bill that would do just that was signed by New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on Wednesday. Information for this story comes from the Associated Press. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for national news. Next is the CSU Sports Report with Eliza Drotar. My name is Eliza Drotar. This is your Armar Sports Report. In softball news, the team is now 18-11 and 11 with their most recent win against UNLV here in Fort Collins. There will be more matches later this week against San Jose State in California. In men's golf, the team placed third out of 14 at the Duck Day 2 in Eugene, Oregon. Their next match will be the Western Intercollegiate Classic taking place in Santa Cruz. In outdoor track and field news, the Rams set records at the Jack Christian Invitational, actually setting three, including setting a school record for the women's 10K. My name is Eliza Drotart. This has been your RMR Sports Report. Crazy Carl's Pizza is known in Fort Collins and Loveland for its award-winning pizza, hot stuffed grinders, meaty bone-in wings, and more. Proudly serving Northern Colorado since 2010 with awards and accolades from No Coast Style, the Colorado Inn, CSU and Feasting Fort Collins, Crazy Carl's has three convenient locations for dine-in, pickup, and delivery. Cheer on your favorite local teams and enjoy our food hot and fresh.
I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report for Thursday, April 6th. Today was full of sunshine with a high of 49 degrees. Tonight, you can expect clear skies with a high of 26 degrees. As for Friday, temps jump up quite a bit with sunny skies and a high of 61 degrees. Friday night drops to a low of 34 degrees with clear and partly cloudy skies. Moving to the weekend, we finally see some warmer days. Saturday gives us mostly cloudy skies, but we will see a high of 65 degrees, and I am not mad about it. Sunday is giving me all the fills with a high of 66 degrees. I repeat, Sunday is giving us a high of 66 degrees, and that will officially be the warmest day that I have seen in months. As for next week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Lisa Pell, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.